G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Having a purpose beyond ourselves and our special guest, Peter Irvine, who is going to be joining us through this coming hour, 40 years experience in business at a high profile management level. He first started his professional career as a junior working in an advertising agency in Sydney. It became the second largest advertising agency in Sydney, DDB Needham, and eventually Peter moved up to the managing director role. Well, he branched out into franchising and in conjunction with his business partner established the Gloria Jeans Coffee Franchise in Australia. So there's a hint there. Uh, Set yourself up with a coffee because we're going to have a great conversation through this coming hour. Uh, Peter Irvine, welcome along to 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. Great to be here. Peter, you addressed a business breakfast this morning. And Correct. whenever you've got this opportunity these days, uh, you're addressing business people and they're interested in your success story because Gloria Jeans has just grown dynamically over the years. Uh, when you get into a room with business people and they're going through the ups and downs of their lives, what do you do to encourage them to stay the course and to see those things through that they've had a vision to do, the goals that they've set, uh, to actually go on to see what they've put their hand to become successful? Well, I believe that God is birthing a vision, a dream in us for our lives, for our business, for our careers, even for our family. And what people tend to do is watch or listen to too much news and they get discouraged and they ditch it or a financial crisis, a global financial crisis crisis comes along or a personal crisis and they ditch it whereas I'm saying God's birthed something we need to lift it in these difficult times and stay focused because you've got no vision for the future you return to the past and of course these things I guess are principles not only for people who are in business but uh, if you've set out the course on a marriage you're having a family uh, you're involved with your local church I mean some people ditch their local church very easily as well I guess this idea of staying the course having a little bit of resilience about you is an important factor in in actually going on to uh, to be successful uh, correct and the the title of the talk this morning was life's a journey not a destination we're on the journey and I thought when you first when I first got married that I'd arrived I I then realised as the journey continued, I've got a lot to learn about this. You start a business, people think they've arrived. The journey's just started. Uh, when you when kids leave school, they think they've made it, but the journey's just started. You start a business, it's just started. And uh, often, uh, you know, or even when you become a Christian, the work's complete at the cross, but the journey started learning to outwork that. And a lot of these principles I started to realise came out of reading the Old Testament, where God's people, uh, when they were doing well, they settled down, became comfortable, then disillusioned, then unhappy, and then did things they shouldn't do. God ripped them up and moved them on because he said, I want you to listen, learn, and grow because I want to bless you in every aspect of life so you can be a testimony to other people and you can help other people. 
Well, I guess if we talk about having a purpose beyond ourselves, understanding what happened at the cross, at that moment when we first believed, uh, when Jesus Mm -hmm. came into our lives and there was a complete work of salvation that happened in us, uh, sometimes we stop at that, as you say, uh, but we need to actually get a little beyond the beauty of that perfect work and say, well, now that God has done this work in me, what is my purpose and what am I called to do? Sometimes we actually draw a line there and we say, well, uh, you know, I'm happy with the salvation. I'm happy with uh, all those wonderful things that God's done for me, but uh, I'm not so happy to take the risk and do something beyond myself. Uh, Yes, and I'm one of those and have been for many years. (laughs) But what I started to realize that when I'm attending church and the message is being preached, God's going to speak to me and challenge me in something aspect in my life. So I like to go and I actually take notes and because uh, you don't remember when you walk out. And I, I, I highlight something that I get challenged about that I need to go away and do. And I think that's sort of taking something and putting it into action. And over time, you start to see attitude change. You start to see uh, your view of what God has for you change because you're listening. And it's not just... Sundays, it's, you know, Vision has a great devotional word for today. And I've got a lot of things out of that that have helped me on the journey. And I might listen to a CD or read a book. And out of that, I get things that are helping me grow, be challenged. Um, I just hate doing anything that's not giving me a challenge. And and that's part of the journey of of growing because God wants our relationship with him to grow. When we understand God's purpose, and I guess we hope, I guess, by the end of our conversation, listeners might be saying, well, oh, that's what God's purpose is. And we'll come to some of those those sorts of things. But uh, when it comes to this great commission that we are called to be a part of, it's God's mission. But we're a part of this great commission going into all the world preaching the gospel to every creature, making disciples of nations. I mean, there is a great calling in all of that that we're all participants Mm -hmm. in. Some of us will say, my role in that is just a little role. Uh, But what you're saying, I suspect, is that you can have a bigger role in what God's doing if you set your sights on what God is calling you to. Yeah, I think we have to focus on what God's called us to do because uh, Paul said, you know, some plant... Well, some dig, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. So no task is too small. It's all equal, you know, in his kingdom. We have a role to play. You see, I never thought, I've been working 54 years. I started when I was 14, so someone can work out how old I am. They can. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, through that journey, I didn't think over all these years until, say, a few years ago that God was going to take a business guy that's made a lot of mistakes, uh, work with people, uh, and take him and start to speak into uh, Christian business people and use them to outreach to people they meet every day. Not just in Australia, but in many countries around the world, because it's normally pastors and evangelists that are going and doing all this stuff, but God opened this door, and when I pulled out, when we sold Gloria Jeans in 2014, I thought, well, that's all going to die off. God probably got something else in mind. Well, it got a rocket ship behind it. It just took off. And now nothing I did, it's just he just he led people to come to me. 
So the whole thing just grew to another another level. So it's just taken life to another stage. And I got to ask myself, am I willing to step up to what he has? But it's taking a simple thing like starting at 14 with no education in a business. I didn't even know what it was to what I'm doing today. And, and I'm learning that he taught me a lot of things over the year that I can help other Christian business people, young people, or business people generally, and use that as a platform. We're talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves today, and I want to invite our listeners to participate in our conversation. Our talkback line is open. You might have a question. You might have a comment to make along the way. You might be able to reflect on how you have been shaped by those around you that have told you what your purpose should be, and the way that God has actually tapped you on the shoulder and said, do you know what? There is a bigger purpose beyond. You might have your own story to tell. You might have a question to ask. Uh, you might like to just reflect on enjoying a good cup of coffee. As we're talking with the co-founder of the Gloria Jeans Coffee Organization, I, do you call it an empire, Peter? Do you call the uh, the Gloria Jeans empire, I mean, the, the expansion? I mean, I don't know whether empire is a good word or not. Is that something that you talk about when you talk coffee? No, I don't talk. I don't even think of the word empire. Um, actually, when people say, wow, all that many countries and that many stores, I don't think about it in that way. You start with nothing, you have one and it grows. You tend to grow with it. I guess if you come in several years into it and you think, wow, this is really big, but when you're in it and you're growing it, it's just the next stage. You don't think about how enormous it is. Uh, if we were talking about how big it is now, and you mentioned uh, you sold uh, the company in 2014, uh, not sure what your role is uh, with Gloria Jeans these days. Do you have a uh, oversight role or are you completely detached? How no, does that no. Work? Part of my deal was to be out clean because God had already had my wife and I on a path that we're, where we're now speaking for churches to their business people, their leadership, church services and so on. So... Th- we're already on that journey, so I didn't need any baggage or anything holding me back. Okay. Well, and we'll talk some more about that and speaking engagements and what it was that led you through this career in advertising, uh, then into franchising, uh, the Gloria Jeans Coffee Organization, and uh, then having sold up and then God freeing you to a place where you can then speak into the lives of people, particularly business people. But, of course, we're not talking just to business people today, but uh, people listening to us who've got families, who've got church organisations, who are involved in some level of leadership role in their church, thinking this is all that I'm going to be ever doing. And uh, what we're here today to talk about is how you go beyond that and how you connect into God's purpose. 1-800-316-316. Our talkback line is open. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let me ask you, Peter, because if you're going to look for a purpose beyond yourself, uh, you can look in a number of directions. You can look to your own self-sufficiency and you can say, oh, this is the way I'm uh, wired. Or you can, as a Christian, look to where God might actually direct you. Let me ask you about the idea that some people might think, well, isn't my own self-sufficiency enough? Uh, is God really going to speak to me? This sort of doubt that maybe God won't, won't uh, have something to say to me. Maybe he doesn't think that I'm all that important. Well, I think you've only got to be married for some time, and I've been married 42 years, and start a business or in a career grow 
in that business to realise there's a lot more help needed outside just yourself. And, uh, you know, I, I've said to people who don't believe in miracles, just own a business. And let me tell you, you're going to need miracles. A, to, I've had to pray to change someone's mindset. It's antagonistic to, we've got this issue with the bank. Give us a strategy, you know, mm-hmm. to deal with it. Yeah. And uh, I sometimes share how my quiet times are a bit uh, abnormal to what people traditionally think, that you sit down and pray and read a verse and it's all terrific. Well, mine's a bit different to that, where now I spend the uh, time in the afternoon, I try mid-afternoon, and I start, I open the word. Before long, I was thinking about it, I go to sleep. I used to get guilty. And I wake up and I've got all these ideas for work or business or solutions. So I get pen and paper so I could write it down and go back to quiet time because I was getting guilty about mind. Then I realized God's birthing things into my mind or whatever that are actually part. I'm there before him reading his word, dwelling on it, and it's actually coming alive in practical ways. So I got over the guilt thing. And as I shared with the group this morning is that Clark Kent doesn't go into a telephone booth to set up home. He goes in to come out changed. So I now look to go into my time with with the Lord, specific because you're in dialogue all day, but that specific time to go in with him and come out changed. I remember an old saying that I've encouraged people who are going off to sleep, and uh, I say these words, may your prayers give light to your dreams. Mm. Uh, in that idea of not feeling guilty, uh, having time with God, then feeling a little drowsy and going off to sleep in that peace that passes all understanding that he is actually in those moments intimately helping to shape our dreams, shape our thinking. And do you think that somehow or other his inspiration comes in those moments? Oh, absolutely. And I joke that it's probably the only time he can get to talk to me because I'm probably talking all the rest of the time when I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But not listening. (laughs) Yes. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Peter Irvine is our guest. We're talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves. You might like to contribute to our conversation. 1-800-316-316. Peter, let me ask you that really, if God is speaking to the heart of someone who and maybe they're not even in business yet, but they might have some sort of ideas about being in business. Does his prompting start with the birth of an aspiration in the life? Uh, someone who says, well, I know what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm serving at the counter. I'm working on, mm-hmm. on a, a production line. Uh, an aspiration that is birthed in my heart, is that something that is from God or is it just something that happens you know, in the normal uh, course of life? I think it's part of the journey, and uh, when I've worked with some people, I've said, what are you passionate about? So I've just got someone out the phone and said, what are you passionate about? And oh, I like talking to people, like, uh, and that starts to, they could do a number of things just focused around then. And then what do other people say you're good at? And, uh, and, some, and often it's confirmation of uh, what that is, because um, I believe God's birthing something we're passionate about, and we need to start pursuing that and finding out where that takes us. There's a great book out by John Maxwell, well, Christian, known worldwide, uh, big businesses use him all the time. He's got a book out, Put Your Dreams to the Test. And you can find it in bookshops, 
mind you, if you can find a bookshop anywhere these days. <laughs> yes. But if you really desperate, go to my website because I've got them there for people because I'm getting it all the time. And it's called Put Your Dreams to the Test. And it gives 10 simple questions to ask yourself about your dream. And it, one of the key ones is, is it your dream or is it someone else's you're living? Because so often we feel guilty we need to do what our parents want or wanted, what our friends suggest. But is it something that we're passionate about? Because it's going to need to do that when you start and on the journey. So you, you pursue that by asking questions. Ask people what they think you're good at. And these things start to affirm a confirmation of a direction you should start heading in. Because I don't think God's going to birth something in us that is totally the way, you know, that we're going to be successful. He doesn't want us to fail. I don't find anywhere God wants our relationships to fail, our businesses, our, our careers, our lives to fail. They do because of things that we allow in or, you know, we allow to get foot or root into us. But he doesn't want those, so he's not going to give us something that isn't going to be what he wants. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Daniel in Brisbane. Hi, Daniel. Welcome along to 2020. How are you going? Good, Daniel. What are your thoughts or do you have a question for our guest, well, Peter Irvine? Yeah, I've got... Um, basically, um, I'm 21 at this point and um, I'm uh, working for a national company um, and hoping to, at some point, um, become a manager and then a franchisee for that company. Um, and I was just going to ask Peter what his, I guess, his three um, best points for someone like me would be in terms of building that um, as someone who's so young and um, um, often come up against challenges, um, interacting with people who are quite a lot older than me um, in a professional environment, um, just to get his take on it and, um, yeah, any advice that he'd have for me as I try and move forward. Okay, Daniel. Well, firstly, I'd love to be 21 again. <laughs> but I actually don't live in hindsight. I, you know, that's a journey that I've been on, and God's got a different journey, you know, for me at my stage of life, and that's what He's going to work with rather than going back. Um, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, one is, firstly, uh, if you like that business, or you, you know, you want to become a manager, you want to then become a franchisee, learn everything you can about the business, um, mm-hmm. and you can do that research yourself. Very fortunate these days we have the greatest research tool of all time it's called google yeah yeah <laughs> and 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 bear in mind not every uh comment or advice on there is is always good but mm. you know, with a bit of wisdom you can work out what are the good things uh the second thing then is where you are working now what you're doing you need to serve faithfully mm-hmm. and the best you can be at it uh, often yeah, people yeah. get their mind on something else and they devote all their time to that but not the job they're paid to do because that's where you, you'll build, um, you'll learn and you'll build a respect uh, around you. The other third thing is because you've got older, uh, it's certainly an age, maybe not an experience, older people you're working for, you need to respect them mm-hmm. and try and work towards making uh, their job easier and their job um, make them look good if you like in their job. Yeah, yeah. And I think with that, you can ask them, are there other things you could be doing uh, to help our department, our job, this project, whatever it is? I mean, there's the, sure. there are a lot of things, but there are the three things I would be doing. Okay. But I'd certainly be researching the journey and how, you know, where you're going. Because once you find out more information, you may not want to be a franchisee. You may yeah. want to do it yourself. You may never want to own a business yourself. 
I'm not saying you will or won't. It's just that sort of research helps you. And yeah. go and talk to other people that aren't in the company uh, in mm. similar businesses. Uh, you usually can find, you know, you'll find someone somewhere who's going to give you a bit of advice how to go about what you're doing. I appreciate that. Daniel. Uh, well, can I, can I just um, quickly ask? Occasionally I'll come up in a, in a situation um, in a professional um, environment where I'm asked to do something by a manager that um, conflicts with my values and um, um, with my decision to follow the Lord. Um, what's your best advice on how to handle that situation? Um, it's difficult without knowing the, the details because uh, here's one of the th- problems or one of the issues Christians have in working for people in business and told to do something. Um, that Through some of the influence or things they've been reading or listening or watching to, they get an idea that doing a certain thing is wrong when in fact it isn't. Um, but there will be situations that a manager will ask you to do something that's totally against your uh, you know, which is obviously against your beliefs. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had to say something to, when I've worked for people like that over the years, you know, I can't do this, but I have a different way of doing it. Can I try that way? Yeah. And uh, most times, I can't say all the time, most times people are willing to let me try what I've got in mind. Okay. So, but that takes you then working up a strategy that's going to sound good or even better than what they've got in mind. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves this hour, our talkback line remains open, 1-800-316-316. Peter Irvine, the co-founder of Gloria Jeans Coffee, which is one of those great success stories as Gloria Jeans spread around the world, I think more than 34 countries around the world, 400 or so outlets here in Australia. 1-800-316-316. We're taking calls. Let's take a call from Shelby in Sunnybank Hills in Queensland. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along. Hey, yes, uh, Neil. Um, and uh, Peter, how are you going? Hey, yeah, very um, well, thanks. Sorry about the noise. I've got a bit of wind here. Um, uh, I, was at, uh, I was at the uh, Buffy with um, Peter this morning, and um, I just want to commend him. It was absolutely fantastic. I took a lot of notes. It was really brilliant to... To listen to, and I'm getting bits and pieces of the show, and it's pretty brilliant to uh, hear some of the things again. Um, but um, um, I do, uh, I do want to ask that one question again, because when I was at the session earlier, um, getting ready for the um, speech I'm doing on uh, the Men's Fellowship on Saturday, and the, um, um, the information I asked you, Neil, on regards to uh, where you can click on to the politicians, and you mentioned one there, and I put it in the memory, and then it's gone out of my memory. <laughs> Um, I think you were uh, you were talking along the lines, uh, Shelby, of how you actually find the politicians in your electorate, whether they be state or federal politicians, and how you make contact with them with regards to some of the big ethical issues that the nation's facing at the moment. I mentioned that sometimes you can find those links on 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 sites like Salt Shakers or on yes, the Family right. Voice Australia uh, site or even yes. the Australian Christian Lobby site. So uh, you certainly also mentioned another one, I think, Neil. Um, that um, I had I'm in touch with the a- Australian Family Association as well. But there's another one that um, I've got listed, but I can't find the notes of. And I thought you mentioned that to me this morning. 
Um, you can do that link to the politicians. Well, I think if you went with those uh, three that I mentioned, you'll certainly find yeah. those sorts of links there. But uh, the okay. technology these days is so good that you can use those uh, opportunities, these mechanisms within these websites to contact your local politician very easily. So uh, take advantage yeah. of that. I mentioned the Australian Christian Lobby. I mentioned the Salt Shakers and yeah. also that's Family one. Voice Australia. They just have some uh, some fabulous no, opportunities. Yeah. Family Voice Australia, Shelby, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line is open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We're talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves, and Peter Irvine is our special guest. We're going to continue after Vision National News. You can be part of this conversation one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We're back with more shortly. How do you get beyond the selfishness? How do you get beyond having your own personal little world, but then connecting into the bigger purposes that God has? Peter Irvine, if you're in business, uh, sometimes success can be the thing that takes you away from uh, appreciating the purpose of God. Uh, Your story illustrates that keeping a purposeful uh, attitude towards what God is doing in you uh, actually is a benefit to your business. Yes, um, actually the other side works as well. When it's not going well, uh, it takes people away. Um, The greatest problem, let's just deal with that briefly, when someone's going through a health issue, financial issue, the business is going badly, relationship is going badly, they stop coming to church. They stop reading the Bible and they get in their worst possible company themselves. And, you know, they need to get around people that are going to build them and encourage them. And they actually move further away from God because either through embarrassment or for whatever reason. You know. so, so becoming self-absorbed uh, is one of those things that you've observed actually takes people away from God. People who are in business, uh, you know, sometimes they're, uh, they're out in the deep water and they're doing great things. Uh, other times they're treading water because things are going a little mm-hmm. bit stagnant. Sometimes they're going backwards. But if you become self-absorbed, if your eyes go on to just you and your environment, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to likely be drawn away from God. Yep, absolutely. And then it also affects your relationships, you know, business relationships, family relationships, personal relationships all get affected because you either become too confident in your own self and you think everyone else is useless or uh, you don't feel you're worthy, you've made mistakes, uh, you've let everyone down. It can be any number of things, but you know, we've been saved by grace. It's all done, the work. Jesus said, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. The work is complete. And that's what we get to live in, and we we outwork that. Yes, we make mistakes. We make we go the wrong way. We do the right things. But under his direction, if we stay tuned to him, You know, we're being moulded and shaped. And I was interested in what you were saying a little earlier when you were talking to our younger caller, Daniel, who called in, 21 years Mm -hmm. of age and working for an employer now, has some aspirations for the future. And you were saying, uh, learn all you can within business. Uh, Stay the course. Sometimes people get restless uh, with what they're doing and perhaps God's not moving fast enough. How do you reflect on uh, on uh, staying put, uh, learning all you can, uh, being uh, in a role and being loyal to the company that you're working for before actually stepping out and taking that risk? Well, I believe God wants us to be faithful where we are and what we're doing. As he opens new doors, new opportunities, 
eventually the time will come when we either have to resign or someone comes to us and says, I want you to now take on this role. When I was in advertising, never expected to be managing director, came back from holidays and the chairman called me in and said, our MD is moving to the US to head up Dallas-Fort Worth office and the directors, working directors internally, have talked about it and they'd like you to be managing director. And I'm going, well, I don't think so. It's not my plan, not my destiny. But I was just in the early days of understanding, this is the key point, understanding that when I'm called to business, that's my ministry. Up to that point, I was like most Christian business people. Well, we get out of business and we go into ministry. And in fact, a lot of pastors and ministers actually think they should get out of ministry because they want to be in business. But God's called me to business. That's my ministry. If God's called you to be a pastor, that's your ministry. And that started to slowly shape. So I said, look, I've got to go away and pray about it. Well, he's not a Christian. He said, oh, that's a good idea. I think that was just his only response. (laughs) (laughs) Taken by surprise. Yeah. So I went away. We just changed churches. I'm not into changing churches. It's just we've been there 21 years and it was dying and, you know, and it's just a bad situation. So we decided to. We just joined another church and we and I saw business people just being encouraged and the messages were really speaking life into my life and business. So I, I, I Sue said, oh, you should do it. I said, well, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know about advertising. This was the advertising agency. So I guess I jumped off the cliff again and I went in and said, I'll take it. Then I woke up the next morning. I'm just sort of telling you what the... People think, oh, this is all planned and worked. <laughs> I woke up the next morning at 5.30 a.m. and I said to myself, don't think about it. You won't get out of bed. So I jumped out of bed, got ready, showered, got breakfast, went on the way there. I said, we're going to set a pace. If someone can catch me, they can have the job. And I thought, well, that's great. Now, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know whether God's birthing these things in me to give me confidence to go to the next step. Well, we set about. Uh, I called all the directors. We're going to go away. We're going to plan. We put plans together. People thought we were stupid. We had 200 people in the Sydney office, got them together, got them involved. Uh, there's a whole process we went through, got them engaged. We presented it back to them. I look back after two years. The business had the most phenomenal years it ever had. And I believe because God birthed something, I was obedient, had no idea what I was doing, but I engaged with people who did. You hadn't expected to go that way, but God had you on a detour to take you to a place where you were going to be able to pursue the things that you had in your own heart, but you didn't expect the detour was there. Do you think sometimes we miss what God's doing? We miss the training that's needed to get us to the bigger, expanded, uh, higher vision because we didn't go on the detour that God had set in place. Yeah, because there's a lot of learning on the journey that we need to know before we get to the next stage. I'm probably the most impatient person in the world. I'm going, okay, let's do it. Let's get on with it. Yep. Uh, and I, I, when we started Gloria Jeans, I said to God, can we have 100 stores the first year? Uh, that will give us a good base. Well, there was no answer simply because it was stupid because we weren't set up for 100 stores. We needed <laughs> yeah. to get a foundation and the base in place to be able to grow. Get, and that's every business, every church needs that to get the right people foundation, you know, in place. So when, you know, 30 years ago, 
whatever it's uh, after 30 years in advertising and then my partner and his wife approach Sue and I and say would you like to do something different people say well how did you know and I said well I you know I just sense it was time to move on now you got to understand I'm highly paid in advertising big bonuses we're really successful and I'm jumping off the cliff again but I sense it was right because we wanted to build a business that would uh, be able to give well, that you put a target on yourself when you do that, mm. <laughs> and then nothing goes the way you want. And I just said to God, I need to learn a lot. And then a couple, of, a few years ago, I came across this great verse in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty-nine, and it says, "The secret things belong to God, and the things revealed to us belong to us." And what I realised, I don't need to know everything because I'm not God. He's revealed to me an enormous amount of things I've done nothing with. So I need to go and action some of these. Then he will reveal more to me. And that's the learning part of the journey and being patient to move with his plan. And I I had no idea I would not be working day to day in business, but I'd be traveling, speaking into people's lives because I wasn't trained to do that. But that's irrelevant to God. He was preparing you yeah. along the way. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Don in Blackburn in Victoria. Hello, Don. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, good, good morning. Don, what are your thoughts, or do you have a question for our guest, Peter Irvine? Uh, I've got a suggestion to make. Um, it was, it's about the, uh, the question that was asked by the young man from Queensland who rang in about uh, the boss asking him uh, to do things that were against his conscience. And I want to suggest that uh, you can respond to that, those sort of uh, requests, by asking the boss, do you want me to steal or lie or cheat or deceive for for you and for your sake? And uh, that puts it into perspective and he'll be able to see it clearly for what it is, or he might not be able to do that. Uh, Your thoughts, Peter Irvine? Yes, look... it often depends who the boss is, uh, how they think, how aggressive, how passive they are. And, you know, th- that can be certainly confronted uh, in that way. Um, I think sometimes we can put it to him in a different way, have the same impact. And I-, I think with him going with a different strategy to do what the boss wants, which actually is the right way to do it, um, also doesn't create the confrontation with no resolution. The biggest problem we have in life, in relationships, is we create the confrontation, but we don't sit down and say, well, let's work out a solution, how to do this. Yes, I agree, Peter. um, uh, Suggesting an alternative is a very good idea, but if that doesn't work, sometimes uh, you need to be confrontational. Uh, Correct, and there has to be a point where they'll either want to fire you, which is a bit more difficult these days, or you've got to decide this is not the place I need to be. Now, you can be there and make an influence, but sometimes you're not in that position, and all it is is creating a lot of issues in the company, confrontation, and you might say, this is not the future for me. That's correct, yes. You need the Lord's leading in this issue. Yeah. You certainly do, and if I was chiming in with my two Bobsworth, uh, I'm aware of some research from Indonesia, and Indonesia's business environment is very, very different to our environment here in Australia. In fact, uh, people would say it's absolutely corrupt. Everybody's corrupt in business. Very hard to find people who are being honest in business. Uh, and the idea of becoming a Christian in an environment where you are working in 
very high levels of corruption. How then do you actually be an ethical business person? Well, then the challenge comes to that person who's in business or working for an employer uh, to be able to say, well, at this point, I have an aspiration to do what God is doing. Uh, The idea of uh, once I was dirty in business, now I have an aspiration to be clean in business. And there's a journey that you're working towards. In Australia, it's much, much easier. And I'll get your thoughts uh, on this uh, issue, Peter Irvine. Much easier to do business in Australia because a lot more people are doing things more ethically. uh, Whereas in some countries around the world that you'd also be familiar with, it's very difficult to get any sort of ethical business because the sort of environment you working with is completely corrupt. Uh, That's correct, except that on the scale of countries for corruption, unfortunately, Australia is slowly working. It's it's nowhere near the top, but it is working every year, increases a few notches for corruption. And as much as we may not have the corruption like South Africa and China and many countries, and a lot of them, unfortunately, um, there are a lot of subtle things in business and life and relationships that go on that is deemed acceptable. It's a bit like the idea of a little white lie. Uh, as permeated with people, well, if I only just do this, if I only just do that, um, or if I just say the what they want to hear, um, that's that's not recorded or measured. But I, that sort of thing is growing, I believe, constantly. You know, and we're encouraged to cheat on our our partners and all that type of stuff is a growing cause, if you like. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, but Graham Power, who's a significant Christian business person in South Africa, he started a, which is growing worldwide, and you can go on site and look at it, unashamedly ethical, unashamedly ethical, I think .com or whatever it is. I'm sure it'll come up. But they've started, then they're building it to for business people, for churches, for young people, uh, and they've got thousands and thousands of people who are signing up to the charter of how they will be ethical in their life or business, and it gives you an outline of the things that is a good guide to work to. Don from Blackburn in Victoria, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Our talk back line remains open 1-800-316-316, 1-800-316-316. All of this begs a special question uh, that has to be raised uh, when we talk about these sorts of things, Peter. Uh, and that is for the person who has some aspiration to have a vision, a goal, a purpose beyond themselves, and uh, given that they want to uh, work and do things, be successful in business with God as their business partner, so to speak, if you thought you were moving into something that was going to lead you into a whole lot of unethical behavior, you might be fearful of actually pursuing that line. Uh, That ought not to be something that would hold you back because the business community needs people who are going to address these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I firmly believe that if you're spending time with God, you're going to church, you're listening, you're reading, getting the word for today, listening to vision, <laughs> you know, whatever the mix yeah. is, uh, I believe the opportunity is there for God to speak into our lives. There's a thought, there's a word. And often I used to, and I can't tell you this is scriptural, there's nothing wrong with it, by the way, <laughs> and uh, ask you just a couple of key thoughts. One is that, uh, you know, when I felt God was leading me to do something or an opportunity came, I said to God, I need three confirmations. Now, I'm not telling you I've got a verse for that. I might be. I've never found one. Um, 
because I just wanted to be sure I was doing what he wanted. And I think he really is interested in what our heart is. I do need a confirmation. I think you're leading me here. Can I have a couple more? So, And it's funny how three confirmations in totally left field would come. I'd be listening to something and up pops up. I'd watch a movie, not, not Christian, and up came something that was either a negative or confirmation. And at the CMA, Christian Media Conference, April last year, they had some good speakers. As a board for Vision, we actually attended. And Darlene Check, you know, was speaking. And I only remember one thing from the whole conference. It's very simple, but it had enormous impact in terms of is God guiding or leading me? And she said she was stopped to get a coffee. And she sensed God was saying to her, speak to the girl two, two people behind. She got a coffee, went to a car and prayed for her. And she felt challenged. No, I didn't ask you to pray for her. I asked you to talk to her. And then she realized that God's never going to tell her to do something that's contrary to his character. And I thought, you know, when we're being led and we know because we're listening to him that it's not a wrong thing to do, we need to pursue it because he's not going to lead us to do something that's wrong. If we're not spending time with him, we're not in church, we're going to be influenced by the wrong things. And when we appreciate those words from the scripture that no temptation will overcome us, uh, except those temptations that are common to all, and but God is going to make a way out for us, uh, there is a sense, isn't there, in which we rely on God in those moments of inspiration. And the idea of hearing God's voice, whether it comes from a movie that you're watching or someone that you're talking to in a conversation, I mean, those are not coming as someone saying, thus saith the Lord, uh, but they're coming because you're appreciating that it's God speaking to you uh, because nobody else is in on, on the conversation that you're having between you and God. Correct. Well, we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join our conversation. We're talking with Peter Irvine. We're talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves. Now, let me just ask you quickly before we uh, we'll just have a quick break in a moment, but a purpose beyond ourselves, Peter. Uh, the idea of God has a purpose. God has a mission. Sometimes we feel like it's our mission that God is blessing, but actually it's us holding hands with God on his mission. Mm. Yeah, well, he's got the plan and he's got the future. And Jeremiah, it says, God says, I know the plans I have you, plans for a future and a hope. And uh, to give you a future and a hope, and I say to people, and I add at the end of it, not trying to add to Scripture, even in difficult times, yeah. <laughs> um, God's got the plan. Yeah. And we've got to get with his plan. I mean, if you look at Joseph, he had plenty of opportunities to give up and be disillusioned. But he became the most significant person in a nation that then went on to bless his own family and another nation. But man, nothing went wrong on the journey. <laughs> no, it went right on the journey. <laughs> nothing went right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you talk about stuff to kill the vision. <laughs> a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Peter Irvine, our guest, talking about having a purpose beyond ourselves. Time is running out. Uh, time for a quick call, or maybe you'll get to two in. Uh, Tony, who is uh, the CEO of the Bible League. Hello, Tony. Welcome along. Oh, thank you very much, Neil. Lovely to be on the program. How are you? Tony, yeah, great to hear from you. I just uh, just wanted to uh, endorse uh, Peter's ministry amongst business people. I've benefited from it tremendously myself. 
I've got a number of his books, and uh, he is a speaker for Business Life, which is an organisation that we put together to promote Business Alpha and to also promote uh, the whole idea that you can be successful in business and be a true servant of the Lord Jesus at the same time. There's this notion about that you've got to be someone like uh, uh, the Donald or someone yeah, like yes. that to be successful and go around kicking head, yeah. which is not the case. And uh, so I just wanted to endorse uh, Peter's comments. He's been a great help to me, great help to a lot of people that I know of. And uh, we've been linked very firmly over the years in one dimension or another. So I just thought it'd be nice to give a call and uh, add some volume to the things he's saying. I, well, every paragraph and, and most, most of his sentences is worth taking, analysing and actually applying. So uh, I'd commend his ministry to anybody. Well, Tony, I appreciate your encouragement, but uh, Tony's a person who's really passionate uh, about reaching people in business or anyone but business. In fact, we've got a date somewhere in the diary in the next week or two. Uh, Tony, you're going to be our guest on 2020. So appreciate your call right now. We've run out of time uh, talking and we won't be able to take any more calls. So for those who are waiting on the line, my apologies that you won't be able to have the opportunity to have your uh, say. But I just want to mention a couple of things in closing as we uh, draw things together here. A couple of books people can access. Uh, You're the author of two books, Peter, one called Win in Business, the other one, Building Your Business, Your People, Your Life, and you can get those on the website called peterirvine.com. That's peterirvine.com. Also to mention that, Peter, you're a speaker in Toowoomba tomorrow, Toowoomba in Queensland, the Bon Amici Restaurant, which is in Margaret Street in Toowoomba and 6.15am uh, people who are uh, in Toowoomba or on the Darling Downs, if you're in driving range of getting to Toowoomba, you'll be able to be a part of that breakfast, Bonamichi in Margaret Street in Toowoomba. Peter, just great getting your insights today. I want to thank you very much, and we should do this again sometime soon. Thank you, Neil. It was great. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.